all of us, everything within us, and us all. Advent's arrival is a recognition that in the poetic words of Isaiah, each morning, he'll pull on the sturdy work clothes and boots and build righteousness and faithfulness in the land. But that's the world that we live in. Yes, the poem is outrageous, and the arriving world, the world each morning in which the unexpected gift of Christmas wakes, pulls on his work clothes, and builds a land after his own heart is unimaginable. But perhaps only because we still think of Jesse's shoot as a tiny green sprout just popping up rather than a great tree under which we shelter. Despite the story of Christmas and how it invites us every year to see every year that the little child who will lead both predator and prey together is the one born in Bethlehem. That this one child that was prophesied has already come, whose power was exercised not, as we sang with, just a minute ago, with grand guards and swords and soldiers, but with humility and sacrifice and love, even for apparent enemies, opposites in the hierarchy of the life and culture. The power in poetry is that it can show us something we think we already know, and in that showing, show us something more. That's the power of even the prophetic poets like Isaiah. So I want us to read a poem again this afternoon, to take the time to draw out a bit of the something more, and to take advantage of this second Advent, Sabbath Advent, to rest in faith, to rest, reflecting on our place in person, in the fact of darkness, that we might be led and tended into a place of peace. So like last week, what I'll do for us is I'll read the poem, and then I'll reread the poem and try to give us just a little bit of insight into what the poet might be saying, and then let us, again, take advantage of what we have, a time to be quiet, a time to rest, a time to imagine, and then, by God's grace, a time where we can walk away and live the things that we imagine. Last week we read a poem by Scott Carnes, who's an Orthodox priest. This week we read a poem by David Greaves, who's an Anglican priest. His, title, his poem's titled Advent Good Wishes, and it says this. Give you joy, wolf, when Messiah makes you meek and turns your roar into a cry that justice has been done for the poor. Give you joy, lamb, when Messiah saves you from jeopardy and all fear is overwhelmed by his converting grace. Give you joy, wolf and lamb together, as Messiah brings worldwide peace, and side by side you shelter under Jesse's spreading shoot. Grieve invites us not to observe the wolf and lamb in some distant future, to see them as some others, but to see that we are the wolves and the lambs. You, wolf, you, lamb, who even after all this time haven't yet learned how to dwell together in peace with each other or even with ourselves. But we can. He does through the presence and the power of the humble king who will speak peace to his saints if only they won't live in folly. If only we'll be willing to be still before the Lord and to wait for his work to be done. 
So here's the poem one more time. Give you joy. A full, whole life given even to the wolf. When Messiah makes, reshapes, reforms your inward parts, overcomes your predator nature, makes you meek, gentle-tempered, yet still passionate and strong in the proper moments for the right reasons to the good end, and turns your roar, your sign of might, into a cry that justice has been done for the poor, turns what is your might into the heralding means of God's good intent for the least in strength and in spirit, Give you joy, lamb. Same full life as the other, not something more. When Messiah saves, when Messiah protects, rescues, overcomes your natural limitations and hesitations, and saves you from jeopardy, from the fear of what is or what might be or what could be that becomes in and of themselves a destructive, as destructive as the thing or person you fear. And all the fear is overwhelmed, not dissipated, but weakened, losing its strength by his converting grace, by his transforming power for and within you. Give you joy, wolf and lamb together. We do not escape those we use or those used by, who were used by. We don't escape the desires within, the fears within. But we have joy within. As Messiah brings worldwide peace, what is done for you and within you is being done for the whole world, even as we speak tonight. And side by side, you shelter, abide, find a large enough place for a home together under Jesse's spreading shoot. So let's take a moment. Now that we've heard the poem, we've maybe seen a little bit of what the poem points to, at least in brief. Let's take a moment to quiet our hearts and minds, to still our bodies so that the words we know might draw our attention to something more. In silence of the space and the solitude of our seats, prayerfully do this. Breathe in, God speaks, and breathe out peace. You can close your eyes if that helps. It's so dark in here, you might fall asleep, though, so it's just up to you. Might just want to look at the ground. <laughs> but breathe in, deep breath. God speaks. And breathe out. Peace. Now, in the quieting of mind and heart, and the stilling of body, let the Spirit lead you into one of the stanzas in the poem. In just a moment. I think we have this slide for this, Amber the first slide and the reflection. Maybe. There we go. So in just a moment, the poem's going to come back up on the screen. Each stanza, to kind of get it all into one screen, I had to push it all together. But the stanza separations are highlighted, so you'll know which, which stanza is which. But in the quieting of a heart and mind, ask the Spirit to lead you into one of the stanzas in the poem. Ask the Spirit to lead you into one of the stanzas of the poem, to see yourself as the wolf, one confident and hungry for life, or the lamb, 
when anxious and protective of life, or in the hardly imaginable wolf lamb at peace, and a part of the peacemaking in Jesus. When you arrive at that particular stanza, simply ask the Spirit, show me something more. And then reread the words, opening your soul to hear what God speaks as you rest in the waiting on the once again and ever arriving Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to sit down, and you'll ask the Spirit to lead you into a stanza, reread that stanza, asking the Spirit to show you more, and letting yourself rest in what God speaks. Father, we thank you. We thank you that what was testified to in um, poetic fantasy, in visions far away by a prophet long ago, in the midst of, honestly, one of the most destructive and horrific times of his life, he saw what we get to experience. A child leading what seems like opposing forces into harmony and peace. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear as we rest in you. Amen.